Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. had so many technical issues getting started. We're like, what? I don't remember what we're doing. This is episode number 81. I am Justin. And I am Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I'm doing well. I feel like we've already recorded at least one or two podcasts with all the issues we've had. So. I know. Yeah. So thank you all for listening out there in the interwebs. We do yes. appreciate it and we appreciate the feedback. We have an important uh, series that we're going to launch here. Right. A three-part series. Three-part series about what's going on in the world and what you must know about the next, we'll say, 10 years. 10 years. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I'm going to start with a story. You ready? Yes. When I was little, I remember this. I remember feeling silly after it happened, uh, but I just didn't understand. Like, how old do you think you were? Maybe 10-ish or so. Okay. So, I had facts, right? I knew that you could get a driver's license, right? And you could drive a car. Right. I knew that you, if you were, maybe had some problems. I didn't fully understand, but if you were a bad person or whatever, the government could take away your driver's license. Okay. I understood that. Okay. That was a framework I had, right? Okay. So, then let's skip over... My grandma Eileen was like one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, right? She right. was your my grandma. She was like everything you'd want a grandmother to be. Um, she was just hardworking and part of a generation that we just value a lot of their qualities. The Hannah Coulter, if you read Wendell Berry, she's right. the Hannah Coulter of my life, if that right. makes sense. So, um, so background that we're talking about a rural community like she's a grandma on a farm stay at home uh yeah for the most part but anyway yeah so yeah pretty much on the farm during world war ii she went to work at a factory uh to help the war effort but um anyway so she never drove right she never had a driver's license i thought she had done something bad and i thought (laughs) That Grandma Aileen had had her license taken away. So I asked my mom or dad one time in the car. I was like, hey, when's Grandma Aileen going to get her license back? And they were like, well, what do you mean? And so I was like, well, what did she do to lose her license? <laughs> right? So Because if you knew the woman, she <laughs> yeah. was so saintly. Yeah, she's very saintly. So, so the problem was I had the facts, but I, didn't, I couldn't draw the right conclusion because I didn't understand a few things, right? Right. And this is... So important to understand what's happening in the next uh, 10 years, I believe. That's going to be so critical. You get bombarded with tons of facts. Right. Anytime you turn on the news. Oh, we're in a 24-hour news cycle that everything from the COVID, now we're in the middle of the the protest, uh, and that's turned into riots and other things that... And economic uh, crashings and economic, everything else. All this news that's now coming out about what happened with the COVID shutdown and all these things, right? Right. So we're getting full of facts. Yes. But we're not getting a good conclusion. Okay. About what's happening. So right. we're going to talk about this for the next two, three, two more episodes. Three total, right? right? That's our plan. Three total, right? Yeah. Okay. So here's part of the problem. We don't understand history. At, we only understand it as a timeline. 
Right. Do you remember at school? I mean, that's how I always learned in school. It was like, we're going to make a timeline. And you start right. at zero and you work your way up to whatever year it is. Yeah. And so what that usually means is the future is blank. Right. Because no one knows what's right. going to happen. Right. 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 Well, Mark Twain, nobody knows for sure if Mark Twain said it. He's kind of given credit for it. He said, history doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. Meaning, That's a great quote. Yeah, it is. It's a great quote. Meaning, history does is not a line. History is a cycle. Okay. And it moves in loops, probably more of a spiral. It might right. be spiraling up or down, depending on your <laughs> Or out of control. Or out of control, yeah. But it, history moves into a circle. It moves right. through a circle, right? So like on Monday morning, you don't go into crisis mode wondering what day it will be tomorrow. Right. I know it'll be Tuesday you know it'll because be Tuesday, that's right? the pattern. Right, because that's a pattern. So in some ways, we do understand time as a circle. Circle-ish. Right. But you also have seasons, right? Right. That always follow, right? Yes. You also have, uh, what else? Months, right? right? You have the same month. You don't go, well, it's December now. I wonder what next month will be. Right, right. But, so we have a cycle, sort of, understanding of history. Okay. But... We don't continue that into the future a lot of times about other events. Right. So there's been a lot of work done that actually generations are in cycles. Okay. Okay. So there's these guys named Strauss and Howe. And they basically, have you ever heard of like Generation X, (laughs) Generation Y, Millennials? Right. Like they're the ones who kind of put this on the map. They got it from another sociologist from the 1950s. I'm not going to go into all that background. But they wrote a book in 1991 that basically said, we're going to see some crazy things happen by the year 2025, probably around the year 2020. All right. <laughs> okay. So we give so, them one point for getting yeah. crazy in 2020. So yes. So this is from Check. the New York Times, an article that said they called it uh, the crisis of 2020, an unspecified calamity that could rival the greatest trials our ancestors have known and serve as the great, uh, the next great hinge of history. It could be an environmental catastrophe, they wrote, a nuclear threat, or a catastrophic failure in the world economy. Guess what year they wrote that? <laughs> You would think maybe last year, maybe, maybe last year. a few years Five ago, years ago, 1991. <laughs> right. <laughs> so there we go. It so in like 1991, 30-ish years ago. Yeah, they wrote about it. And of course, nobody really cared because the economy was booming in the 90s. You had the dot com. Nobody wanted to hear about bad times. One more crazy, uh, like prof- prophetic yeah, person kind of talking. But they base it all on history and cycles of history. So. In order to understand what's going to be happening in the next 10 years, it's essential that we understand, I'm going to get, we're kind of going to talk about here the generation cycles that we kind of know about. Okay. To kind of give us a background, right? Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So the greatest generation, we talked about this beforehand, but the greatest generation, they say, is around from 1901 to 1924. I think we can move it back a little. We're talking about when they were born. Right. When they were born. Okay. Right. And then after that came the silent generation. Then after that came the baby boomers. Then after that came Generation X and the millennial. Okay. Now, we all have that framework, but that came mostly from Strauss and Howe. Okay. So when we talk about it. So when you talk about like business stuff and millennials in the workplace. Right. How many videos or conferences have you been to? Oh, millennials in the workplace. Get ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, right. a, that's a cool topic. Right. Uh, Simon Sinek talks about the millennials and how to right. do whatever. Right. And even recently, I've been to things where people are discussing Generation Z. So they're the ones that are 
born after 2000. Right. So yeah. after the millennials. Right, right. And so they, yeah, I don't even think they have official name for those people yet. But here's the deal. They, how and them, they go back for like 500 years. They trace generational patterns. Okay. Okay. So here, here's a silent generation. These are the people born 1925 to 1942. Okay. FYI. I have heard a confusion on those names, the greatest mm -hmm. generation and the silent. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, right. So the important thing is to understand how these generations relate to institutions. Okay. Okay. And the due process within those institutions. So when I say institutions, I could be talking about church. You could be talking about the institution of government. You could talk about the institution of the factory and workplace. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So these generations, like silent generation has a pattern that's going to come back again in the future. If that makes sense? Okay. They have their own things that they had to deal with. Or okay. Is that, is that, am I kind of being clear on that? Okay. <laughs> I'm so, trying to strap on my history yeah, helmet yeah. So here. So the silent okay. generation, this is important because they're going to repeat in the future. They're coming next. Okay. But we haven't seen them yet. So we're like, I don't know where the timeline goes. We can tell you where the timeline is going to go. <laughs> All it's, right. It's a loop. Here we go. So they're going to be dedicated, respectful of authority, duty before pleasure. These are the people born between 1925 and 1942. So this was our grandparents. Yeah. So if we think about our grand people that you know between 1925 and 1942, dedicated, respectful of authority, duty before pleasure, patience is a virtue, honor and integrity, reluctant to challenge a system, resistant to change. Okay. They're going to be hierarchical. They want, you know, somebody, the head honcho up top and then the layers down below it. That's the way they like it. Mm-hmm. They're going to be more formal, face-to-face, -face, talking, communication-wise. They're going to kind of be do stodgy. I had to look that up. Doyle, dull and uninspired kind of people. Okay. They just kind of like, they're a silent generation. That's what okay. they do. Um, they deserve, the institutions, they think, deserve loyalty. Right. That's the people, like, those are the people you're talking they about. They retired with the gold watch, and their company had a retirement party for them and honored them because they had honored the company right. for all they those years. That, that loyalty. That was kind of the foundation for this new wave, sort of. That, okay. That, yeah. Um, so the next one is the boomer generation from 1943 to 1960. Can you okay. picture someone in that generation? So that's our parents. Yeah. They live to work. They're optimistic. Again, this is overall. Right. Uh, the big influence, big influence on policy and products. Willing to go into debt. They're about team and process oriented. Convenience and personal gratification. Uh, their decision making style is particip participative. Okay. They like to participate in the process. Right. right. They don't want just a higher up telling them. Yes. Um, the communication style informal and often indirect. Okay. Which is kind of interesting if you're leading a company. <laughs> All kind of work dynamics. They can be seen as long-winded. They like to talk and gab a lot. Um, and they, they believe institutions can be changed. Okay. Okay. Generation X. Us. I, I barely make it in here. <laughs> Good grief. All right. Work to live. Doesn't right. sound right. People yeah. are kind of like in survival mode, I feel like, with our generation. Do you think or no? Okay, go on. You <laughs> I think we work so that we can live. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So versus my like my dad who lived to work. Right, Like right, he was true. very motivated right, right, and driven right, by yeah. his work. We want clear expectations. We want new skills and we'll stay for them. Uh, want a sense of real contribution. Want frequent feedback. We are decision-making style independent and directive. 
communication style, decision-making style is independent and directive, communication style, immediate, casual, and direct. We can be seen as blunt, and we are suspect of institutions. How many people do we know our age or in Generation X who bounce around multiple jobs? They don't trust right. an institution to carry we them through. We haven't felt loyalty from companies, and so therefore we haven't exhibited we loyalty to. to companies. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Millennial generation, uh, 1981 to 2000. The general characteristics. Conditioned to live in the moment. Microwave kind of uh, generation. They're used to tech immediacy. Um, they grew up learning to respect authority. They give respect only when they get it. And they are astoundingly diverse because we've had a melting pot, like a new level of melting pot in mm. our society. And it's a global world now. Right. Okay. So the decision-making process they want is collaborative. They don't want just one person. Right. Yeah. Uh, communication style is constant, multimedia. And yeah. they are the ones who are pushing and going to continue to create social media. Mm. You know? Right. They can be seen as ADD, bouncing yeah. all over the place. And they believe institutions should be judged on their own merit. So you don't... Like, institutions are not just good in themselves. You have to value, like, the end justifies the mean, sort of, okay. of, a, of their view of institutions. Okay. So they don't have a commitment to that. Okay. Okay? <laughs> We're tracking? So. Tracking. Here's the deal. That is an 80-year cycle, right, of what we just went over generations. That make, is okay. that tracking? Okay, right. So that there are four sense? generations, each of them about 20 years. Right. Okay. Here's the deal. Every 80 generations, which we're right at the end of this cycle, there's a major crisis. Every 80 years. Every 80 years. Sorry, I don't know what I just said. Generations. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I thought we were every, going back to the beginning <laughs> yeah, of time no, no, no. or something. Sorry. Every 80 years, okay. there is a complete rewriting of social norms. For example, about 80 years, well, let's, let's start the Revolutionary War. Okay. The beginning of America. Okay. Complete rewrite. Declaration of Independence. Yeah, yeah. And then we had the Articles of Confederation with our first government. We actually had our government overthrown overnight, and no one said anything about it because now we had the Constitution. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. But complete upheaval, complete change of everything that we thought of. Total new normal. Right. 80 years, about 80 years later after that, guess what happened? Civil War. Civil War. So complete social breakdown from what was normal Slavery was ended, new laws about slavery, about states' rights, lots of things totally rewritten. Right. About... New normal. The new normal. About 80 years after that... Is that World War II? Great Depression. World War II. <laughs> Great Depression led into World War II, right? Right. Complete recycle, re-everything, right? The gold standard, our currency was actually rewritten. We had complete norms like... I know, well, looking back, the Revolutionary War, complete everything was in question. Hmm. Like, it yeah. was it was like, like are we going to be Britain we or are we We almost didn't make it. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Civil War. I believe if, if Stonewall Jackson, I love history, and if Stonewall Jackson hadn't been killed, I believe, in the Battle of Chancellorsville, I believe the South would have won the war. Because the Gettysburg was the next big battle. He had been killed. He was Lee's right hand. Lee had been sick. Lee lost the Battle of Gettysburg and eventually lost the war because of that. It's like it hung so in the balance. everything yeah. was up for grabs. World War II, we go, oh, yeah, we defeated all the bad guys. We won. It was close. <laughs> we got our tails kicked 
19 well we got surprise bomb 41 december 41 we had 42 43 the u.s got our tail we got our tails kicked thankfully we had the Jap- we broke the japanese code japanese americans helped break the code japan never knew this otherwise we would have got destroyed in the pacific probably and hitler over you know what i mean like it was close Right. It was close. The so world... multiple times we see like everything hanging in the balance and then yeah. a new normal arises. Yes. And so they go back with Strauss and Howe. They go back, like I said, several hundred years, like 500 to 400 years. They go back. This is a repeated cycle over and over again through history, right? We're on the edge of that breakdown. We're society. Here in the next few years, the next 10 years, we're going to be like, Next five years, probably, or less. <laughs> We're going to be like, I don't know if America's going to make it or not. There's going to have to be a new <laughs> social contract. Okay, so we've hit the 15-minute mark <laughs> for Are today's. you twitching? I've been dreading this podcast because it's, it's so intense. But I feel it's like... It's so weighty. It is weighty. But I think people need to know that history repeats itself so often. These guys wrote about this in 1991. Right. And no one wanted to listen to them. And now it's, I won't say it's everywhere, but man, it's a lot of places. People are like, oh, we should probably pay attention to them. Okay. So we're going we're gonna to do part so two next. Pause. Yeah. Like the old school TV shows to be continued, <laughs> where they leave you like on the brink with the car flying up in the middle of the year. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We'll old be back. Old school generations. Old school. Yeah. We'll be back with another episode. <laughs> I don't even know. It, it doesn't even feel right to tell you that you're valuable and what you do matters. <laughs> it is. But it is. It's extremely important because what we're what we're going through now is just the beginning of something that's going to be much harder. <laughs> oh my <laughs> word. But 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 this is also the time when the constitution was written. This is also the time when slavery was ended. Like constitution or the you know declaration the bill of rights to shape all of humanity was written during this time, or you know, during a crisis time. Right. Slavery was ended during a crisis time. You don't birth the baby without exactly. going through the, the Nazis labor. and and you know what I mean. Fascism ended because of World War Two. Okay. We're going through a time. There's going to be tons of creativity. There's going to be tons of destruction. It's optimistic. It's it's actually good. But you're going to have to lose, honey. Don't freak out on me. You're going to have to lose the old mindsets. Okay. It's, it's go a ahead. new wineskin being made, <laughs> not the old wineskin. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of the good things eventually. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All okay, right. Sorry. I'm going to go do a breathing exercise, and then we'll be back <laughs> to record the next episode. I hope that you all have a blessed day. <laughs> there will be more to come. Thank you. Thank you.